0: The narcissism is, you know, is, is pervasive. It's everywhere. And I had heard a Dr. Romney, who is like the guru of all things, narcissist. I heard her say that narcissism is a secondhand smoke of mental health. Welcome to the Elite Few Podcast, where we explore the fabulous, extraordinary world of the people who move the needle of success. Join our host, Tiffany, and producer, Kyle, as we dive into the stories and insights of the elite few who are making a difference and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Let's get started.
1: Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Elite Few podcast. We just wanna thank you for tuning in again. Uh, Once again, if you hear this message and you have someone that needs to hear this, uh, go ahead and don't hesitate to share that with those people that you may feel need this type of podcast and our platform. Don't forget to like and share and subscribe, uh, tell your friends. And uh, today we've got a very special guest. Um, as you can see in the screen, we're going to be talking about narcissism and uh, what what has gone on with Tiffany with that. And that we'll dive into a little bit of that. And Tiffany's going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Tiffany, say hi to everybody.
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I love having you here with us every time. And I want to introduce a wonderful friend of mine. And um, I don't even know I can't say enough good things about her. (laughs) Um, This is Giona Kim Alexander. And she is a licensed I just told you we were gonna. I was gonna mess it up. She is a licensed <laughs> clinical and relational psychotherapist. Yes. Now I want to. Before we move forward, I want to say this: that I've known her for many years, and she was a life coach for years before she became a mental health therapist. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, extremely important um, because her abilities of perception and picking up on behavior patterns. I mean, she's extremely intuitive. Thank you. She's gifted, and I just can't even name enough stuff. I. I've, I mean, she was phenomenal before she had the education, the education just gave her the paperwork to do what she could already do. Um, now,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> let's report. So yeah, well, Go I, ahead. I don't know what else I need to say. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. As, as as Tiffany said, I was a life coach before I came a, a licensed mental health counselor and Tiffany had a lot to do with kind of nudging me to go back to Rollins to get my master's. And I'm so glad I did. And that allowed me to continue to dive into mental health um a pathology and when i was working with um in, in life coaching, I would notice certain patterns that would come up and it was just beyond coaching because life coaching is about going forward. Therapy is about maybe going backwards to see what all this gunk is that we need to unpack and see, you know, where you're stuck and all of that. And I would see that in my coaching. So you can only go so far and my clients would continue to say, why don't you become a therapist so you can do both? I thought, Hmm, -hmm, I'm too old. No, I'm not. So that's kind (laughs) of led me back into getting my master's a little bit later as my second career. and I am so very glad that I did. So coaching certainly complements my therapy and I have just a unique style of my therapy approach using both clinical and relational to get to helping people to get unstuck and moving out of their patterns because it's all about patterns. And if we can develop new patterns of being, then we're going to create a different life. So I'm just really happy to be here.
2: Kyle and I are right on board with that in every way. We- we actually are conscious mm-hmm. about you know the patterns that we keep
0: yeah so. absolutely because that's you know how you show up is you know
2: <laughs> that's hard, you have right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, no, we have a disagreement
0: no
1: we never you and i have disagreements no I mean, yeah. what, we actually in the last 10 minutes no
2: we actually don't though i, I wouldn't count those as disagreements i think because we're not even mad we're just no,
0: you no, just, we're
2: not. No. We're just we're just working. Out. You're just having a conversation. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think if somebody didn't know doesn't know us, it it might look like um, we're saying
0: bad things. <laughs> I think you guys are not. really genuinely authentic, and I so really? appreciate that. Really, that's okay. just being comfortable enough to be yourself.
2: We we are yeah. we we are very comfortable with each other, and. We care for each other very deeply. And um, one of my favorite things about doing the show with Kyle is the fact that we each have each other's back and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. being vulnerable in a way that could hurt me because he's yeah. going to make sure that doesn't happen.
0: I right? love that, which is so totally opposite of being in any type of relationship with anybody who is narcissist or anything. Thank with you very much. You're Look never going to have that. Are you kidding? Well, you know, never. I'll,
1: you know, I mean, I, there was one time because I'm, I'm fairly mm-hmm. confident. I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and I'm a confident person, right? So, and there's times when I have, I'm very sure of my ways and, and I want people to do things my way. It kind of probably comes from the medical background. Hey, I need sure. you to do this so I can make you better. So some of that yeah. comes over into my real life. Right. And I asked Tiffany one time, cause she was telling me about all that, cause Marcus went, went under my radar. I don't think mm-hmm. it went under Jen's because I think he always creeped her out. So that's why yeah, she never sure. wanted to really do much. Yeah. But because Jen is amazing at pegging bad people. Right. Um, But it's one of those things where where I got scared when Tiffany started telling me these stories. And I'm like, well, wait a second. That's that's kind of a that's kind of a glimpse into my personality a little bit when it comes to the the confidence part of it. And I was like, Tiffany, I mean, remember that night I had a conversation with you. I said we had a really this was a deep conversation. I I said, am am I a narcissist? Because I'm like (laughs) and you were like you were like absolutely not. And I'm like, well, wait a second because some of the things that you're describing uh, mm-hmm. are, are my personality but well, it's my and personality we in and that I'm... people
2: can have a, a tendency Change. sure but i was also didn't i go into deep about why yeah. you're the way your heart works and your mind works and the way that you're conscious right. of it and he really right. doesn't want to control his wife mm-hmm. um or his daughter or anybody i mean i oh. i watch him he he might try to be very like okay this has to happen but then when they say something back he's like okay okay why don't you tell me what you want or why don't Mm -hmm. we do this he's very good at trying to make things be amiable now i'm not saying he's perfect and i'm sure jen can give you a list in alphabetical (laughs) order i don't claim
1: to be perfect no but (laughs) (laughs) there's zero Zero people out there in the world that are perfect if they're in the right headspace.
0: Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And, and what's so interesting about your comment about you're wondering, gosh, you know, could I be a narcissist? You don't really hear a true narcissist ever wondering, could I ever be wondered? a narcissist? Okay. Because they're not. Everybody else oh. may be, but they're not. So gotcha. they they don't generally go into that self reflective mode, introspection. That's just not going to happen. They don't connect to those parts of themselves. Well,
2: remember when we had split up in two thousand sixteen and fifteen and sixteen, and he went into counseling, didn't believe he was a narcissist, but he went <laughs> in me. and this said, is
1: "Not me. You said he." And we were just talking about oh, me. That's not I'm me. talking
2: <laughs> about. You and I were not in counseling. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We no. just yell at each other and get it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's clarify the pronouns. The pronouns right? yes. My ex. He um, is I like to
2: properly ass. refer to him as the ex-ass. And so <laughs> I think the state's attorney guy was like, I'd call him that too. So, <laughs> But the fact is that when we went through this, he said, he went in and told her, I need to talk about my narcissism. And she said, why do you think that? And he goes, well, my wife's psychology major. And she said, I am I'm like, crap, that just made me look like the bad guy, Mm -hmm. but, um, it didn't take her long. Supposedly he could be lying about all of this. I know he went into counseling at Rollins. I don't know what he actually said to them. God knows. Right. And so he told me that he had his list and he was told to, to go over this. Um, the thing that really made me doubt the situation was when she had said he was done. I'm like, no counselor will ever tell anyone you're done. If you actually um, are dealing with that, you have to be in counseling continually and have constant checks. And he would go through this list like, see, I'm not doing these things, mm-hmm. but it didn't take long. It took six, seven months and stuff would start to come back around.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, And that's what we want to go into. I want to really touch base on that and how you feel. That living with a narcissist affects somebody on a, um, a psychological and and actually physical physical level. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does.
0: It yeah. it affects all of you. I mean, it's going to uproot your nervous system, right? So because often, they trigger you on purpose to push yeah. you off at the most high end and just sit
2: there calmly and be like, "See how mad you are?"
0: Yeah, and because like, it's never their fault. No, See, no. they're never the yeah. villain. They're either the um the victim or the hero well he likes to be the victim yeah yeah
2: his thing his his thing was the victim he had to be the victim when it it comes to
1: nurse let's let's back up a second Let's mm-hmm. back up and go ahead and, and discuss. I know there's multiple levels of narcissism yeah. and I don't know if there's like, if you want to go through all of them, cause I think there's a lot. And that we, we there is. we can just go into a,
0: mm-hmm, the four yeah. typical different types yeah, of narcissism. Yeah, let's go into four typical
1: narcissism. Let's, let's give our listeners a, <clears throat> yes. an overview of, a of what education. that is. Yeah. 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 And then, and then we'll, we'll get into, yeah. you know, the rest of for the sure. stuff. That, uh,
0: yeah. the, there's the, I think the most people are very comfortable knowing or labeling people as the narcissist, when someone displays grandiosity, the grandiose, it's all about me. You know, the looking good, a lot of admiration, I'm more important than you, the high level of self-importance, the entitlement, that kind of thing. You know, I'm the center of attention. Look at me, that type of, that grandiose. People always go, oh, he's such a narcissist or she's such a narcissist. So that's the grandiosity. Then there is more of the dangerous, toxic narcissist, which is the malignant narcissist that is a dangerous kind and that they actually, there are parts of them that delights in hurting their victim, if you will. So there's a little bit uh, of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The,
2: So not all narcissists delight in hurting them.
0: No, 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 they don't. But malignant, toxic narcissists, they do. I mean, they may feel bad if they're hurting their family members, whatnot. But however, it's kind of like the ends justify the means. I'm going to do what I need to do to get to where I need to get. And if somebody got hurt along the way, too bad, so sad. I was the better one. I was a strong one. I'm entitled. I'm good. They don't feel bad. Okay. They just really don't. They lack complete empathy. And that's the common theme of all narcissists. They lack empathy. And we can talk a little bit more about that.
2: But that is hard to point out because they're very good at faking empathy. Oh, absolutely. They like to look like, oh, but I'm so concerned about all these sure. people. And I've watched... When it suits several them. people that I know are complete narcissists and they always want to pretend, you know, I was really concerned that these people are going through this, but you know, they don't care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And then the third one is a covert, the vulnerable narcissist. And that's the, the tough one to um, pick out because it's all about woe is me. You know, the world's against me. You know, I could have gone to Harvard, but, you know, it's always, you know, something didn't happen right. They did everything right. But man, it just, you know, I was five minutes late or something happened that makes them look like the victim. They have the victim mentality. They often come across um, as depressed. So sometimes they get treatment for depression, including some medications. But after a while, medication should work if you're truly depressed. But, it, but it's not. They're, they're just sad because they tell the victim story. So they are the victim in their own story. The world has done me wrong. So that's the covert vulnerable narcissist. Yeah. So, and the last one is a communal narcissist. And these are, you know, the ones, Oh my gosh, you know, we need to raise money for this. And there's hurricane victims and let me go help them while the hair looks perfect. Perfect makeup in your Chanel suit. It's all about me take pictures, make sure everybody knows I helped them. So it's all about getting the admiration and attention. So those people are the ones that, you know, people, they're, you know, back to their uh, significant others, their wife's husband, their children, they get the brunt of it all. But the world they view the, the communal narcissist. Oh my gosh, you're so lucky that he's your husband, she's your wife and you know, he's your dad or she's your mom. Woo-woo, you know, it's wonderful right. because they love that validation. But when they come home, right. that mask comes off. My, that, okay, that so, definitely but, falls but
1: in line that... with
2: my mom in that area. The, yeah. the, the church gotcha. was her thing, her volunteers, her yeah. charity. And she's always likes being the victim and everything sure. she can be the victim in. But she was never good to like her children she never treated them nice or Of course not. She they treat
0: the world very nicely so the world views yeah. them as this right. amazing human being. That's the right. mask that they put on
1: for the oh, world. Oh, okay. Then but, they come home. But, so here's my here's my question? question about the communal, mm-hmm. you know, cuz I when you said that I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just pegged somebody I knew." I'm like, "That's that's him." Yeah. You know, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's totally him because he was he's always Like, look at all this stuff I did. And, but does that, can you just be that one? But then it doesn't carry on at home and you're the, you're the, you're the other ones where actually is detrimental to a a relationship or. You
0: generally kind of, it's pervasive. You pretty much embody one of those four things. I mean, it's not, you're exclusively this, but you generally kind of tend to show up in this type of narcissism and and what all narcissism, narcissists, narcissism they have in common is simulacry. Simply lack of empathy, constant unreasonable self-importance, entitlement. They're special. They deserve special right. treatment. That type of thing, and it's it's gotcha. like um, that that constant supply of admiration, validation. Look at how good I am. Look how great I am. So they all seem to embody that, and, gotcha. and the. Really but but did, they can be um, that, that
1: fourth one, but not be detrimental to their, to correct. their marriage.
0: Correct. Okay, the, That, was, that but, was
1: my question. Correct.
0: Okay. But, but the thing is, Kyle, you know, when you lack empathy and you can't connect with someone because it's all about you and your appearance and how you look. And when your spouse comes along and they get a little bit of limelight instead of being happy for them and supporting them, you're not, that makes you jealous because the, no longer the highlight is on you. It's all about you. The narcissist is all about me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It's deep inside is this just severe insecurity that is driving the ship. And, you know, we can do another episode on the attachment wounds. What happens, right? Narcissists, uh, they're they're made. They're often not born. They're made by overly being doted on or neglect and abuse.
2: And it is a combination of both. Um, uh, like, for example, this should have been a clear sign to me, but, you know, you didn't know much last century. Let's no, you be you don't know what you don't know. No, well, I mean, our, our world didn't know nope. in the 90s. We were uh-uh. unaware of these mental health issues back last century completely. No. And um, when I first met my ex-husband, he's like, well, I'm the only child. So my mother and grandmother completely um, spend their entire world around me. And it's always about me. Now I ding, never, ding, 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 ding. I should have said, Yeah, you know what, fuck you. Um, but <laughs> I, what, I I thought, well, you know, I'm sure who takes that to heart, you know, I'm like an, any normal, sane, mentally healthy person and he, he seemed productive in all these other areas of his life, but you know, and um yep. the, and I didn't do that and it always angered him. It always angered oh, him sure. that he was not the center of everything. Yeah. And even when the child was there, like he would try to use biblical principles to be, Well, I am the husband. I should oh, stop, please. Yeah. You should you know, worship the baby. Me. You're an mm-hmm. idiot. And he would, he could, he could recognize his mm-hmm. faults when it came out of someone else's mouth. So hmm. he had several friends that were complete idiots, and um, they would say things that he would say shortly after. Like he'd say it to me and they'd say it a few days later to him and he'd come home and be like, I'm really sorry. Um, This guy that I think is an asshole said all this stuff. And I realized that's not good. Like he could pick up Mm -hmm. on the ridiculousness of Mm -hmm. it because he was taught at some point, these are wrong, Mm -hmm. but he had an inability to look at that as a, as a trait problem. It was that, actual circumstance at that moment in that sentence, mm-hmm. not how I view things, how I look at things. I need to change everything. Right. And so, um, when we did have the separation, he went through a lot of time trying to fix some of that. Sure. But the reality of it is if you're not actually going to do the inner work, to have mm-hmm. inner, if you just want to look good. Mm-hmm. And that's all all it really was. He wanted to follow the principle, right?
0: Yeah, true narcissists. I mean, true, true narcissists. And so again, uh, let me just clarify a little bit. There's true narcissists that the DSM, the Diagnostical Statistic Manual that pathologizes, right? It has all the disorders in there. It's purple. Well, now it's like turquoise, but it's been updated, (laughs) but it's yay thick, but uh, like that, three to five percent of the people have true narcissistic personality disorder. One of the reasons it is so low is because narcissists don't go to therapy to get the diagnosis right? But a lot of people have narcissism. So there's that spectrum of narcissism. There's, you know, mild, moderate, severe. We all embody a little bit of narcissism. There are times you have to, it's called survival. Hey, I have to take care of myself. Like you were saying earlier, Kyle, Hey, I'm a mover and a shaker. I have got to make sure this is done right. And you know, I don't mean to come across arrogant, but if I don't have this confidence You know, so people may. I'm not showing up on camera without makeup. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I need to, because, you know, I want to present well. I want to look good. That's okay. And that's a little bit about self, but that's not narcissism right? Mm-hmm. So we all yeah. have a little bit of, yeah, yeah, I want to look still good. I'm never happy right? about how
2: it looks, but I do try. So that, that's, that's a whole different that's topic, whole different girl. Topic. That's okay. all about women
0: and the social pressure, what's supposed to look good, right? That's, that's, that's a whole new episode. Yeah, that's a whole right, new episode. That. But the narcissism is, you know, is, is pervasive. It's everywhere. And I had heard a Dr. Romney who is like, the guru of all things narcissists. I heard her say that narcissism is a secondhand smoke of mental health.
1: Whoa, Woo!
0: Track that
2: one, Kyle. Right there for our wow. show. Yeah, what we're number? What, what
1: time are we at? Eighteen hundred yeah. or yeah. eighteen minutes
0: in? <laughs> I got to write that. Yeah, right. I mean, that yeah, was amazing. Gotta give credit where credit is due, and she said <laughs> it's the secondhand yes. smoke of mental health, and or you know, I, I'm like, yeah spot on. It's the secondhand smoke of our society. It's everywhere. It's very pervasive and we see it. Mm -hmm. And how
2: does it end up affecting you? um, When you're in a marriage or in a relationship mm. with them, how does it affect you financially? How does it affect you in your uh, ability to pursue Um, success and, and, and actually achieve things.
0: It's very difficult because you're beaten down so much, right? Your self-esteem, your self-worth, hopelessness, helplessness, and you're constantly in, in state of confusion because oftentimes, um, g- gaslighting is a word that, you know, we used to do, you know, I'm being gaslit and people say that, but are you really being gaslit just because somebody doesn't agree with you or they have a different experience than you does not mean they're gaslighting you. Now, narcissists will intentionally do that mm-hmm. to confuse you. So you end up gaslighting yourself wondering, did I really say that? And after a while, you really do begin to question your own, own sanity mm-hmm. going, that can't, that couldn't have happened. So it's that cognitive dissonance, right? You're thinking to yourself, that just didn't happen. So you begin to, you know, start future faking your own identity. And yeah,
2: my, because I had a sister, I think it really helped to weed that out early. Um, mostly because both of us were like, um, yeah, that's not what happened. There was no confusion as to, you know, I'm not the idiot. This is clearly what just happened. Right. But I do believe we had our experience in it, being raised with my mom, who literally will do something right now and then five seconds later deny it Mm -hmm. and believe that it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so all five of us knew how to counter that right away. You did. So when Mm -hmm. we saw him come in, her and I both were willing to step on it. Um, He would back down sometimes when there was enough evidence, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but he would capitalize on certain behavior traits Right. would well, they around it. people who believe. So, like, there were certain behavior traits I had that my brothers might not have liked. And he would capitalize on that and kind of leverage it to pretend, like, see how she's always ended up to try right. to
0: gain upper ground. Oh, sure. Yeah. and make Always. Always. always it's yeah. minimizing their behavior and highlighting whatever oh, yeah. you're doing to support their behavior.
2: So we, so went, to, we went to, uh, Kyle, <laughs> you remember our class reunion, our 20 year class reunion, and uh, we all went to dance. You know, you go to the dance bar the night before everyone goes to dance. So we walk in, of course, Andrea's with me, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, I only want, um, I'm only going to get one drink in a couple mm-hmm. hours, I'll have another one. And, he, and Andrea's right there. Oh, he walks away from the bar. He has two drinks in his hand and he's like here in front of everybody. I know how much you like to drink. I got you two drinks so you could start off right away. Yeah. And Andrea goes, I think Mm -hmm. she told you she just wanted one. And he goes, oh, please. We all know Tiffany can't drink one. Yes. It's like his. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he really, and I knew what he was doing. It's a little bit of this smear campaign. Yeah. All the time, constantly. And I found out, like I said, after the divorce that he would say Mm -hmm. worse things that I didn't know about. Sure unacceptable things like affairs that I didn't have. And I'm like, please, I'll tell you everything I did. I'm not even embarrassed, but it's like, why would you make up things that are just horrible just to make your spouse look bad? And, and, um, I truly believe it's because they know a narcissist, the worst thing and you can con- confirm mm-hmm, that I'm right. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can say to them is I see you Yes, because they, hate themselves so much Mm -hmm. being truly seen. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's, what's going to happen with my ex-husband. Everybody will truly see who he is right now and he'll have no choice, but he can't, he won't be able to run from it anymore ever again. Mm -hmm. And any woman who dates him is an idiot because it means she didn't do a research because it's going to be, but not your problem. No, it actually won't be my problem. Yeah. Which Kyle and You're I talked like about, it's my best, like, delight in mm-hmm. the whole thing is that I get to just truly walk away and shed it like a coat.
0: Yeah, you get and to he heal. is
2: left with his own mess. Like, yeah. it, uh, the biggest thing I said that towards the end of our marriage constantly was, like, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah. You know, this is going to affect me. Do you know what, how, the, you know, when, when every time when I was leaving him, do you know what this is going to do to me? You know, how it's going to ruin my life? You know, how, none of these are me problems. Yeah. These are all you problems. And so we didn't end up reconciling over that time, but I watched for that last seven years, him constantly rear back up again, mm-hmm. manipulative things, conniving things. And when I pointed them out, cause they're on the list, mm-hmm. he would change that behavior and try to, not have the behavior, but the intent behind it was still the same.
0: Sure. It's always going to have the manipulation behind it. Yeah. It's not a genuine remorse. You know, I'm really sorry. And narcissists never fully own their stuff. You know, if they, they did something horrible, you don't say, gosh, you know, I am so sorry that what I did really hurt you. I can see the impact of that. I am so sorry. What can I do to make it better? What can I do to support you? How can I be better? yeah you will never hear that if yeah. you hear that from a from someone they're not exhibiting narcissism oh. at all what you okay, hear so narciss- he, he would do
2: that he would do it. Oh. When he thought he could get me back, sure, and then immediately, manipulation. right, and then immediately do nothing about it. Sure, it's manipulation, right? Right, right? yeah. Not go to counseling. So not here, help. that leads
1: yeah. into a perfect question I want to ask. Yes, when it comes to that. So if someone's listening to this, when when yes. someone is listening to this, and they're starting to, they're hearing your explanation, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wait a second, okay, so, so he may not just be an asshole. He's a narcissist, and." And basically what they're saying is that he's never going to be fixed. Is there any way to fix a narcissist or, Mm -mm. or like counseling or anything? I mean, or are they basic, is that like you said, it was the beginning of mental health or basically
0: it's can narcissists get help. If they genuinely, if they're truly diagnosed with the narcissistic personality disorder, there's nine criteria in the DSM. You have to have five. A lot of the narcissists will have five and more. I've worked with ones who have all of them. (laughs) So do that. But here's the thing, Kyle. It's so interesting. When you look at our DSM, we use that to diagnose mental disorder, right? If you think about it, narcissism is the only disorder that does not affect the narcissist. The one who is diagnosed is not affected. (laughs) Everybody else is affected by his diagnosis or her diagnosis, but not the person diagnosed with it. So to me, why is it even in the disorder? Because they're not impacted by them. They're fine. Their life is fine till it isn't. And then they'll go to counseling just to appease their partner. See, I went to counseling. Counseling doesn't work. The therapist is an idiot. The therapist doesn't know what I'm talking about. Because once they see that the therapist really see them for who they are, they're going to find a reason to get the heck out of Dodge. They're not going to stay. Because they don't want to be exposed.
2: Um,
1: Well, I know
2: that. Go ahead, Kyle.
1: Well, it just, it makes, you know, because it's on that borderline of, of having some sort of mental disorder, it makes a lot of sense that marriages don't work when finally the other person says, well, you're a narcissist and I'm, and I'm done. So, because, because when we, when, you know, full disclosure, my wife and I went through some issues and we got a counselor, a couples counselor, and we were on the brink of divorce, Um, mm-hmm. not because of narcissism, just whatever what? reason. This is the but, first um, I'm hearing know, of it. Yeah, first responder <laughs> Sorry, stuff it's not. and I blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> sister. <Sorry. laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but one of the things that when we went first to our the counselor, he said, if there's one of four things that are going on right now and they're not being dealt with or haven't been dealt with, then I can't help you because there's no way out of it. So one of them was one of them was of course, physical abuse mm-hmm. and the other one that has, that is not no longer happening. The other one is um, you know, physical and mental abuse. The other one was like money, money laundering. That's not the word I'm looking for, but somebody who's hiding money and not being mm-hmm. truthful sure. with money. And yeah, the other one that was is, Marcus,
2: um, obviously we found out. Yeah. Well,
1: well, that, well, he had a whole bunch because, but mm-hmm. the last one he definitely had because he said any form The last one he told us was the big one for me because the other ones, you know, adultery, I think that was one active adultery that you haven't stopped. So active adultery, Mm -hmm. active abuse, abuse, uh, mental or physical, like mm-hmm. like true mental abuse and true physical abuse, and then the money hiding or whatever. And then the last one he said really was profound. And I've never forgotten it. And I've, and I've taught so many people this that have come to me and said, hey, how'd you fix your marriage? And I tell them these four things. Mm-hmm. And I said, these were the four things that we looked at. And we looked deep into them. Um, the first three weren't happening. The last one we didn't know. So it was any form, any form of mental disorder from as small as depression, all the way to you know, schizophrenia, that's not being the, the, and the key here is that's not being treated. Okay. So yes. I could have had depression, you know, and I could have been, okay, I'm in counseling and I'm on medication for my depression. If, if that was the case, or I've, I've got, you know, I've got bipolar disorder. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. are you mean, are you being, you know, do you have therapy? Do you have medication yeah. for bipolar? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Then I can help you. I can, I can, as long as that stuff doesn't stop, Right. Uh, you know, when it comes to your mental health, but what you're saying is the narcissist, it almost seems like, The worst case, because there's not a drug you can fix narcissism with. Nope. You know, and if that person has narcissism, yeah, it's a disorder inside the mental health realm. Right. And if that person, so that's one of the four horsemen is what he called them of of divorce. Mm -hmm. So it's inevitable. It's going
0: to happen. It is. And you have to decide. I mean, there are women, mostly, most narcissists tend to be men because the world glorifies that go get them, that type A personality, right? It, we right. live in a very success and career oriented goal driven yeah. world. So therefore yeah. men, right? We get that. So sometimes I've had um, clients where she says, you know, I do believe my uh, husband is a narcissist or certainly embodies a lot of narcissistic traits. So, you know, I have young children, I have weighed out my options. I'm going to stay there's no active abuse. It's just that, you know, I'm not getting any satisfaction in this marriage. You know, I just feel unseen, unheard, unloved, all those things, but they, I've had clients who said, I, I've chosen to say again, you know, not mm-hmm. my job to tell them to leave whatever is how can I best support you to live in this situation that you have chosen? They have autonomy. You get to choose the life you want to live. So sometimes they say, I realize this, but I'm gonna stay. And then we work with that person to see how do you protect yourself from narcissistic abuse.
2: I think that um I, I wanna add on to that because um I don't have a mental health license and I'm going to tell everybody, if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, just leave. There is no fixing it, they're not gonna get better. You staying is like having somebody stab you and begging them just to stop instead of walking away. Mm -hmm. And the reality is you either stop it happening to you by you taking charge of your life, or you just continue being allowed yourself to be abused. There's never a point. It's okay. When I talk to these people, they're like, yeah, but I understand what's going on. So you don't understand. No, what I understand is as long as you're in that horrible detrimental relationship, You're deteriorating every day and you are not a good mother. You're not a good parent. You're becoming a worse parent every day. And um, I have several friends that were in terrible narcissistic relationships who had several children and it ate away at them for years until Mm -hmm. they could get out. So, Walk away, do what you have to do. Don't let it kill you. Quit taking the poison because the only person you're satisfying is the other one. My, my ex-husband said on a regular basis to anybody, mm-hmm. he always knew he was better than everyone else. Oh, he sure. truly believed it. He thought they he was smarter. It. He thought he was better. He thought he was a better achiever, at every work, every sure. job. And he said, "I know." One day, his mom laughed and goes, "Well, I don't think you really think that." He goes, "No, I actually do." He goes, "But I don't think it's my fault. I
1: think nothing ever is."
2: Yeah, he goes, "I don't think it's my fault. I think when you actually are smarter and better, (laughs) then it's just it doesn't mean that you think it. It's just you are." I call it grandeur of delusion. Well, (laughs) it it was his mother's fault. She spent his entire life catering Mm -hmm. to telling him he was wonderful. Oh, you have a genius IQ. You're this. You're that. Sure. Well he anything happened at school if he got complaints from any of his schoolmates any of the people at high school if he got called in she would just run in and protect sure. him like he was
0: oh he didn't mean that well he meant everything but nothing's ever his fault oh, so nothing. he grew up again no. going back to how a narcissist yeah. is made, right? Yeah. The attachment with mom, dad, lack thereof, or too much thereof, right? Well,
2: and he, you know, that uh, that travels, Which we'll get into that with our next interviews that are coming up with um, the other therapists about the deviant behaviors. Uh-huh. It just piles on top. Top of that, you've yes. got the childhood abuse, uh-huh. which is the trauma, uh-huh. on top of being told you're perfect constantly, right. and then boom, you've and got you this, believe you are. You've got this monster yeah. that has no ability to take responsibility for actions, and you have no one making them, right? So if you're married to that or in a relationship and I just spoke to a woman, um, she was in a, a relationship with a woman mm-hmm. um, and she, she said, no, I know she's a narcissist, but I I love her and I want to make her work. And um, she was a bartender at a place I was at and I looked right at her. and I said, you're making a giant mistake.
0: Right. I said,
2: this is only going to continue to dear Terry you. She doesn't love you. You are just something that she has that's a convenience to her. And everything you've told me in this conversation about your relationship so far has proved it because she's still keeping you on a marginalized on how well these things benefit her. Mm -hmm. She goes, well, I know, but I believe, I said, I know what you believe. You believe that you can, I don't know, somehow get through to her with wisdom and love. I said, that's not going to ever work. Wisdom and love only gives them more power and they know that they have control of you. Mm -hmm. You have to set your boundaries and people who want you will respect and love
0: those boundaries uh, absolutely but I just want to go back to what you said about yeah. if you're with a narcissist you know pack up and leave it's not so simple because sometimes you have to look at all the other things because no relationship is exactly the same right there are so many different components that go into intimate relationships yeah so if there's abuse I'm talking about physical, uh, physical abuse yeah. and and all of that and you have to understand you know are you in danger you have to weigh all those things out so sometimes packing up and leave may be the worst thing that you you can do. When so you, you have, have three to be, kids or you something. You have to like be that. very yeah. careful. So, you know, my job is not to say you need to say, you need to go. It's like, what do you need to do for you? Because at the end of the day, it's the person's life. So you get to choose what you want to do. And we they can. They do need an extra exit strategy. They do need an exit strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. An exit strategy maybe in a month or three months or maybe in four years when my child graduates from high school. Yeah. So everybody gets to create their exit strategy if they want to. And some women are beaten down mm-hmm. for so long, they stay. In fact, I know someone who has been married to a very successful businessman for over 40 years. And she says, I know what he is, and that's okay, because he has provided me with an incredible lifestyle. And so wow. she was okay with that. I don't judge that. I get now, that. Is
1: that. Is that her own bit of narcissism?
0: No, no, it's her, it's the okay. damage for being the, told that I have to be living okay. in this case. Absolutely. And yeah. she believes that. And, and he's beaten her down so much without me, you wouldn't have any of these things. And she's and become, she believes it. and she has become accustomed to living the good life. And now she's older in life. So she says, Hey, look, I've endured this for 40 years. So why not? I'm staying. it's but okay. I actually believes she can't do it, without but she them. traded it out and that was her decision. So that's fine. But I don't think it's any different
2: than certain people stuck in um, certain types of um, religious bondage where they believe that they want to be there Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I believe in this religion. Well, you don't because you were born, taught, and raised Mm -hmm. to be controlled. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we were discussing it earlier, when you're dealing with different types of therapy that can unprogram that, um, if they started those things, they would recognize, wait a minute hold on. I don't want that. And even just me going to school yeah. didn't take long for me to be like, wait a minute. I, I know only I did I know I didn't like this before and I mm-hmm. saw you, but I i don't have to put up with this. No, and it It's wasn't, a choice. No.
0: And, and he definitely didn't like that part. Well, sure. Because once yeah. you start, the worst thing you can do to a narcissist is you call them out uh, and saying you're a narcissist. You don't. You know, because they don't want to be called out they're never going to say that they are because they're going to flip that narrative on you. You're this, you're this, you're this. And then after that goes on, especially when you're not someone as strong as Tiffany. Right. And you begin to believe. <laughs> right. It didn't always no, feel that way. But right. Yeah. yeah but, but you
1: do well, have a strong Well, you've done personality. a lot to get. To, yeah. Your, right? your you, you, Thank you, you, babe, you
0: do. You. You've come a long way, <laughs> but we all have to certain temperaments that we're born with. Some of us are very strong to begin with. That's our temperament and some aren't. Right. So temperament doesn't change. Your personality may change and evolve over time, but temperament is just kind of how you're born. You know, when you have more than one child, you know, two kids, same parents, boy, are they radically different? That's your oh, temperament. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to change. <laughs> how do you know right? anything about that? Do you know, <laughs> children? Right. So there's a lot to be said for that, <laughs> but you know, and I've had, you know, Um, A therapist friend of mine and I, we have run uh, several um, support, therapeutic support group for those surviving from narcissistic abuse. And I tell you what, it, it was a life changing for them and for us to hold that safe space for them to come to and talk about it. And what helps in that group situation is for them to say, I'm not alone.
2: I want to make sure people, cause we know we have to wrap up yeah. a minute. We're getting to our time and you have a meeting. How, um, you have your own practice in Maitland. I do have my own practice and in Maitland. I yeah. really believe anybody who's watching this if yes. you're in the area and she does zoom. I do. I, pr- she I does offer zoom. zoom. I prefer, in, I yeah. prefer
0: in, in, in person, but zoom is offered. Yes. Um, she's
2: phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel if any of this radiated with you and resonated within you, um, and it doesn't just have to be about narcissism. She can help you with anything. Um, I, she's, she's really amazing. She can really connect with you and see, and I oh, I, I, I will tell you, reach out to her. We're going to have her contact information okay. and stuff in the link and in and, and, and the bio there. But, um, Definitely reach out to her. shows. her practice in Maitland, and mm-hmm. it's
0: what is the practice called again? TKA Counseling. There we go. It's Something my initials. Nothing super creative here, but before we wrap hey, keep up, keep it
1: I, simple, right? Keep <laughs> it simple.
0: Keep it simple. You know, right? Keep it simple, sweetheart. The Kiss Formula. Sure. But I do want to say uh, one of the greatest antidotes for a narcissist is go deep. Deep is an acronym. D E E P. Do not, do not um, defend. Do not engage do not explain and do not personalize hmm. because you're not wow. going to win. So right. why you don't have to defend right. what you did. You can say, okay, I hear you. That's not the way I experienced it. Zip it. You right. don't have to engage. Don't have to explain because you're not, your it's your fault anyway. It's never their fault and don't personalize it because it's never about you. It's always about them. Right. So if you just well, kind of you- let go.
1: Exactly. And, you know, here on the Elite Few, you know, it's Tiffin and I's goal to bring help to th- our listeners and to bring special guests on that can shed yeah. light on on situations where somebody uh, may be dealing with something and and. To give them actual things that they can do above and beyond calling a therapist but you know so tiffany real quick at the very end of this here i just i want i have a question for you you have no idea i'm going to ask you this question and but i know you're gonna be able to speak of it because i've seen you come through a year and a half of this pain and this healing so if you could if you can it, it You know, taming <laughs> Tiffany is going to be tough because this is a big question, but I want her I'm to so like, scary. I want her to like hyper focus. <laughs> so I want her to hyper focus on this answer and then wrap up the show at the end of your answer. Okay. But my okay. question is basically, what do you recommend to our listeners? If they've had some red flags go up listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh. I need to get out, but I'm too afraid because I don't know how I'm going to heal myself on the backside of it. Can you speak of your healing process? Just high level stuff. Don't get super in depth. I'm not going to, I'm going to hit
2: the top. I'm just going to say it right. Top five. Um, Number one, uh, you actually need to speak to somebody immediately who is knowledgeable in the area of what you need to escape from. Two, you need to have a support system because I had an amazing support system Mm -hmm. I mean, I really can tell you, I I don't think anyone had what I have. I mean, it's crazy. And um, it was still difficult. It was still almost like I was alone and I had insane support system. But get into healing, I went to... I did energy healing, right, Kyle? I got involved in Bible studies, not because, I mean, yes, Jesus is everything. You need the word. You need to listen to that. You need to get healing. But because the support in it is people praying for you. That energy in itself is something that heals you. You Mm -hmm. need that. You need that. And I did hypnotherapy, and I'm going to highly suggest it because if you don't cure your inner child damage, you, you cannot heal from anything else. The whole reason you're accepting these bad things in your life and those behavior patterns are allowed Mm -hmm. to repeat themselves because we do, she can tell you I'm right. I, we both have degrees in this. Everything happens to you from in utero, from the moment you Mm -hmm. have been conceived until you're 10 years old and from conception to zero, from zero to five and from five to 10. That damage affects you for the rest of your life, and that loop will continue until you address it and heal it. And the reason I suggest hypnotherapy is because you are not talking about it and dredging it up. They're actually going in and just removing it. Um, And it's it's not as simple as erasing your mind. It's not like they turn you into a chicken. It's more like a twilight meditation of recognizing I'm acknowledging these things and I'm now recognizing it's not in control of me.
1: Right. You and must we've got a great episode on hypnotherapy. Yes, if, we any, if anybody I mean, yeah. hears that and thinks, Oh, that's mumbo jumbo. I'm telling you right now, Listen to our other yeah. episode on hypnotherapy. Find it in the in the things; it'll it'll say hypnotherapy mm-hmm. in the in the description, and they talk about it in depth. And they talk about the two the the stage present hypnotherapy and then the healing hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and the science behind it the true science, not mumbo jumbo. Yes. So it's
2: all watch it's that all episode
0: scientific brainwaves, yeah. um, yep. neurons jumping. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's addressing the unconscious mind. Yes, that's what, exactly that's Thank what's you. running the ship ninety percent of the time is the unconscious. mind unconscious mind. Yeah. So you go in there and you heal those pieces.
2: I I really will tell you um, both everyone watching right now, this is, I'm talking directly to you. Um, both Kyle and, and Tiana have watched me go through this process mm-hmm. and um, they can tell you even just in January, I was a complete mess and she saw me immediately after we kicked him out. Kyle was here within a week or two after that. I mean, I, um, the difference between even two months ago, three months ago, and now is night and day. The, the healing process that I started back in, in January was, um, an intense one. And I knew I had to get up and if, and they've watched it and they can tell you when I, what I will eventually be in a position to talk to you guys more about this on a, on a different profile where you can ask me questions just you, you've got, if you do, if you do not make a change in your relationship, um, the the directions that you're going, you can't just break up with somebody and then go out with someone else and think it's going to be different. You're going to keep dating the same person. You're going to keep having the same problem in every relationship, attracting
0: the same people. And I can say this, I've said it to a million people and they keep doing it, but you're the common denominator of all of your relationships, which is
2: why I was not going to date until I fixed this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Because I'm not, doing that nope.
0: no, because you know what they say you're going to bleed all over somebody who didn't even cut you exactly
2: right? exactly yeah. and
0: that's a that's a visual
2: And <laughs> blood will ruin my clothes and i
0: don't I, you're expensive i don't want to yeah, do that yeah. we don't want to do that <laughs> heal thyself
1: Thanks so much, Tiffany, for answering that question. I know that there was people out there going, okay, well, then how she do it. And I want, that was awesome that you literally gave it a, 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 you know, a list. So um, once again, just with the elite few, our idea is to have content that helps people that we show people that have uh, lifted up their lives and doing things to help others. Uh, That's our mission. That's our motto. And uh, don't forget to like and share. If you hear some of this and you think somebody enters your heart or enters your mind that needs to hear this episode, please don't hesitate to share that with them. Please give that to them. Send it, you know, a copy the link, send it to them in a text message. They can open it up. It'll come up on our website, uh, theelitefew.com. You can listen to our podcast right there, along with YouTube, which is Elite Few Media, everything. we you can't, you can't hit Google without hitting Elite Few without finding somewhere to listen to us. So go ahead and type that into the Google box and you'll find everything you need to know or go to theelitefew.com and everything we have is presented there, including links to talk to Tiona if you want to get a hold of her. Tiffany, go ahead and sign us up and uh, finish us up here. And, and uh, thanks so much, Tina. It was great. Tiona, it was great. to meet yeah. <laughs> right. you.
2: Likewise. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I love having you involved in every episode. And I'm so excited Tiona could be with us today. And we know we'll hop her back again. And um, I want to tell everybody, stay fabulous and join us next week. <laughs> Bye.